Welcome to Prio's Peace in a Pod. My name is Indigo Trughauger, and I'm a communicator at the Peace Research Institute, Oslo. My job here is to help researchers convey their work. Usually that means talking to the media, politicians, other stakeholders, and colleagues. With this podcast, that means talking to you. How do individual deeds in times of radical uncertainty and flux inspire collective action? How can they lead to new institutional practices in ways that determine the direction a society takes? The project Societal Transformation in Conflict Contexts, or TRANSFORM, studies the small but often heroic everyday acts of common people who attempt to challenge dehumanizing trends of exclusion and abuse in violent conflict and civil war. This project at Prio is unique because the cases in the project are also being turned into animations and comics after fieldwork is over, in collaboration with the organization Positive Negatives. One of the cases Transform looks at is Myanmar. During fieldwork, an artist was brought along to talk with Dabak Ja Lum Nyoi, a Kachin land rights activist from northern Myanmar. That conversation and fieldwork was turned into a short animation. Today I'm talking with both the researcher and the artist to understand their process and unique experience together. Marta Nilsson is a senior researcher at Prio. Her research focus is on political and violent conflicts in Southeast Asia, with a particular focus on Myanmar and Thailand. Ku Kool is an artist based in Yangon, Myanmar. Although she moves fluidly between styles depending on the purpose, much of her work is characterized by a brightly colored aesthetic and a feminist perspective. She's previously worked as art director at Azuri Creative and as a creative designer at Asatsu DK. For this animation, she worked with Marta through positive negatives to bring Dabak Jaw's story to life. Welcome, Marta and Kukul. I'm really glad that we get to have this conversation because uh, this is quite a unique um, project output with this animation uh, that you two worked on together. Kukul, of course, did the, the visuals, and Marta, this is part of your research. So I want to start with a question for you, Kukul. Um, you are an artist. Was this the first time that you've worked with someone in this kind of collaborative process? And how do you usually work? Um, was this a lot different or how did you experience that? Uh, yes. Um, but uh, animation project is not, animation collaboration project is not the uh, first one. Uh, this, this is not the first one I have performed, but uh, normally I did, I create the characters and I give to the animators so they animate it. Normally I do it like that. Um, yeah. So um, I've, I know a little bit about um, the project from before. How was it to sit down with Marta and, of course, um, the the subject of the actual animation, uh, Da Bakja? How was that for you, um, sitting down with the two of them and hearing hearing the stories? Uh, this is the uh, actually the animation is uh, my job, so it's not the first time. But for the ethnic group. A woman like her is for the first time, and it's, mm. yeah, she, uh, she, she is so strong, and I never heard that kind of story before. Uh, these are my first time. So I mean, you're from Yangon, and of course, the two of you were were visiting Dawakja in mm. uh, Kachin State. So was this a topic that you hadn't really heard about before? These land right activists or was it something that you were aware of or was this completely new for you? Uh, for the like, land side uh, problems, uh, I always heard, but I never never seen it with my eyes. 
Mm. It was your first trip, right, to uh, Michina in Kachin State? Yeah, yeah. First trip to Michina also. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was a very fun, fun trip to do together. It was, and it was my first meeting with you as well, Kiku. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we just um, we met up in in Michina and um, and Ben in positive positive negatives that we work with. Uh, he ha- he has been sort of in charge of finding the artists and and he, he was showing me some pictures and and illustrations that uh, Kukul had made and mm. he instantly recognized them because you know she's she's a well known artist in Yangon in the like in the big city uh, so I said oh I know this like I didn't know the artist but I know her work so I've seen many of the pictures that she's drawn before and I was very excited to meet with you coming up there and we had a lot of delicious kitchen food and we met with this woman Doboja who's a, a land rights activist and a politician and and like a lot of things uh, and uh, it was so um moving because I've known her for a long time Doboja but um and I've done the life history interview with her and and met her many times and when we came there together with Kuku and uh, Sankum, who's the, the translator that I've been using in in uh, Michina, we Ben from Positive ne- Negatives and I, we just sort of like slowly backed out the door because they were just <laughs> engaging in this re- really uh, intense conversation about conflict, about art, about everything that we couldn't even understand because it was then all in Burmese. So <laughs> they were just taking over the project in a really incredible way. Um, so Kukul, I mean, yeah, what kind of conversations did you have with Dabakja? I mean, how do you create an animation like this? Where do you even begin? Because it's obviously a really complicated story or it's a, it's a very, it's a very interesting and complex story. And it's quite a short, uh, video that you end up, ended up making. I mean, it's only, I think six minutes or, or so. So how do you have that conversation and then condense it down? What is your artistic process like? Uh, she's uh, she she's talk, talking to me uh, uh, about, about about whole of her life. Like um, uh, I was born in eighty eight. Uh, she was eighty eight in Yangon. Uh, she is working. So this is a kind of uh, how to say kind of born to us. Uh, so we keep talking about the politics and activists, anything like everything like that. She talking mm. to me about her 19- life. Because 1988, of course, is the it's the year of the big student protest in Yangon, and that's the, yes. the year that you were born. And that's also when she was living and studying in Yangon at the time. Yes, yes, yeah. She she talking to me about at the time, like, uh, you know, this person doing that, but he is now doing that. He, she keep explaining me about that. So I, uh, I have a I I got a lot of interesting uh, politics. Uh, information or something like that. I don't know. I don't know how to say. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Yeah, um, history. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Marta, going back a little bit more to the the project and the basis and how you started working with positive negatives. Um, did you have an idea when you first uh, started working with them that you wanted to have an animation? Did you have a subject already, or um, what was that process like for you? Yeah, so, so Transform, the project that we're doing, is really about understanding individuals working for peace and justice in Wonchon 
countries. So we're looking at Syria, Somalia, and Myanmar. And Myanmar is, is the case study that I've been um, leading. So because we, you know, we tend to look at conflicts as abstract things, you know, the large processes of politics and groups fighting each other. And, and also Myanmar, it's always like this hopeless country of military dictatorship, war, charges of genocide. There's never any good news for Myanmar, right? Yes. But there is so much important work going on, like these social movements and collective actions and really brave individuals who are doing like incredible things to make positive changes. Uh, to create solidarity, peace in this seemingly hopeless situation. And to understand these individuals and, you know, the risk they're taking of imprisonment, hardship, even their lives, right? We conduct life history interviews. We want to find out like what drives them, what makes them sacrifice so much for their struggle, what is inspiring them and what are the turning points in their lives. And these are like, there's all these incredible uh, stories and then we're thinking, like, how do we communicate these stories? How do we get this out? Like, I, I can write about them in journals and book chapters, and, and it won't really, you know, give justice to the richness of these uh, stories and also not reach as many people. So that's when we thought about animations as a really powerful tool. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Cindy, who's working on the project and is leading the project, she's been working with positive negatives before. And they operate in a very similar way of trying to, you know, see the the, per- the people behind the moves. And this is why I think uh, positive negatives was a really um, good match for, for this project. Yes. So I think, Marta, I kind of want to ask you a little bit about co-creating knowledge, because that seems really core to the kind of... I guess, method or process that the two of you have done together. Uh, And when we talk about it, we usually talk about research subjects, but do you think that collaborating on art is also a way to co-create knowledge or, or I don't know, did it change your own research process since of course now you're working on more traditional forms like publications, for example? Yeah, no, I think it's been, uh, it's been really rich for me as well. Uh, I think there's three, three reasons why we we decided to do animations. Like the, the obvious one is made, the effect, it's like an effective way to to do your research uh, accessible to a broader audience. But uh, secondly, films and animations, they're also a way of communicating directly back to the research field and the communities we work with. So to have sort of like a, a conversation more than sort of extracting information and taking that in, in some sort of like hypothesis or, or discussion academically. But we, we're bringing back the story back to uh, to the field and uh, ideally you know starts a new discussion and about uh, rights about social changes locally and the third thing is is um, through the production process we work really closely with the with the local artists and the people we portray and in that in that sense we create knowledge together um, mm-hmm. And as a researcher, I get a better understanding of my research field, looking at the process and how how Kukul and Dobokja communicate. And um, and the research improves that way. Because when I talk about talk with, with Dobokja about her life, my, my vision is more like an, an academic trying to understand conflict, trying to understand um, sort of what's been driving her. But... But Kukul come in and, and have a different conversation with her. She's like, uh, you know, what what was your hair like? Like, what kind of person, what kind of sports did you do? You kind of <laughs> to understand a person in a 
in a totally different way because she was going to create her as a child and as a youth, um, you know, trying to bring to life her uh, her entire story from from uh, from the beginning and the changes that she's made uh, through the years. So this was really an eye opener for me to see how Cuckoo works differently. And also we met met um, Dobokjat's parents, like this mm. sweet couple. You remember this Cuckoo? Yeah. And just to you know to um, to get their uh, story about their daughter right and 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 how she's transformed from from a child to a grown-up uh politically yeah. active person so it's really a different way of working and i think mm. also the process that established uh, strong connections between artists and the person portrayed i think you guys are still in contact uh, every now and then aren't you Kuku? Uh, yes uh we chat but she said uh she is too far from the town so she cannot use the internet uh all the time yeah she's always out in the villages sometimes farming and doing all sort of things yeah now she <laughs> she rescued a lot of uh, a lot of villagers and they make the farming together <laughs> she told me and they build the house together they, it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> wow that's uh she seems like an amazing person uh from the animation and just from from everything that she still does yeah um and that Kind of leads me to my question, uh, Kukul, for you, which is in the animation, I almost feel like she's portrayed as a superhero in the visual style that you picked. Um, she seems very like superhuman and some of the, the yeah, just the, the way that she sort of moves in the animation and the way that you've drawn her is so evocative. But it's very different from your style in some of your other illustrations that I've seen where... Um, you draw it in such a detailed and beautiful way, but this is very like superhero kind of dynamic. So I was wondering, how did you pick the style that you ended up drawing in? Was it a conscious choice or how did you decide on the visual style? Uh, actually, the Dobaja style is my, um, how to say, uh, is, I have I have two styles to draw all the time, like, uh, like a real person and, and I have a one character who is called Cool Kids, and I'm drawing with that style to draw Bauja. Very cool. And I was also wondering, uh, I've noticed in some of your other, uh, like, kind of illustrations on your Instagram, for example, that you have a lot of feminist themes. Yes. And definitely the story of Dabakja seems very, very feminist. And I just wondered if you had anything to add about that because the way again the way you've drawn her is she's like so strong and uh such a superhero for her community and it seems like a very feminist story as well uh yeah actually she is superhero for her community so i made it like that and i can hear from the her people talking to her the way they talking to her is like you know and she's like she's so cool and they love, <laughs> love her so much. They take care of her so much, and they they are also support her uh, everywhere they go, everywhere she go, everything she do. They support to her, so she is like a leader, you know. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting to uh, with her story. I think it's, it's really a unique story, incredible story, but it's also very recognizable for so many others in Myanmar. 
especially in the ethnic uh, minority areas where there's been a lot of war. So this whole story about war, displacement, poverty, struggle, but also giving back to community and fighting the power. So I think there's so much, um, there's an archetype here as well. And uh, and it's been really in, in, incredible for me to, to experience also. I think my first trip to uh, ever to Myanmar was in ancient times in in 98 so you would just <laughs> and then cuckoo <laughs> and and then I came back as really working uh, as a as an academic with with Myanmar in uh, in 2012 and I met her the year after and she, uh, to my first trip in in to Michina and then we talked about you know the politics and and what she was involved with and she was one of many people I've I've interviewed a double job. Uh, and when I come back with this project some years ago, um, Senkum, our, our assistant, he was sort of like making a list of people that we should meet and, and do these kind of life history interviews with. And I told him, like, we should meet Dobokja as well. Because just after I met her in 2013, she was in prison for six months. And I always sort of followed her and, and felt very close to to what she, whatever she was doing, there was all these things going on around her. Uh, so I thought we should really meet her as well. And and uh, when we did all these life history interviews uh, in Michina and also around Myanmar, there was all these very exciting um, stories that we could have made uh, animation of. There's there was really a lot of incredible people from from the people who. Like the young young boys from from remote villages fighting for an education, escaping to Thailand to get that, and then coming back, starting schools, or the the, the women's activists who sort of like taking um, taking uh, soldiers to, uh, to military court and charge them against uh, gender based violence against villagers. So all these like really powerful people, and 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 Doboja is just one of them. But but I think that her story is so recognizable for so many. That's also part of why this is uh, going to be an important thing, I think. Uh, and in the ethnic group, the Kachin is more, I think, I think more, how to say, difficult, you know, uh, than the other, other side. There's a lot of another ethnic and a lot of uh, foreign people too. So they are more difficult than us. I mean, yeah, because so yeah, the there's so many conflicts and wars in Myanmar, right? And yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, and when I met uh, Dobokja in 2013, that was in a time where the Kachin had started fighting again against uh, the the Myanmar military. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had ceasefire for 17 years before that. But in 2011, that ceasefire broke at the same time as so many other ethnic groups were making new ceasefires with the government. So they were kind of going against the, uh, the trend, so to speak. And, and, and that was also an important, that's also why it's important to, to, to understand these people yeah, and, and, and what they've been through. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so I just wanted to touch on one thing here, Marta. In the project kind of thesis description uh, for Transform, it's, the question is really, how do individual deeds inspire collective action or lead to new institutional practices? So it's like really about how individuals can make a difference. And that's such a positive and inspiring uh, thought, especially I think for 
these times when a lot of places are in turmoil, a lot of people feel pretty powerless. So I was just wondering if you could quickly touch on how do you think Dabakja has has inspired collective action in her community or, or um, in what way does she really embody this thesis of the project? Yeah, I think her as so many, so many others, like there's all these uh, collective actions and, and processes and protests that are going on, like big protests. Uh, for example, against the Mitzon Dam, in, in, uh, which is a big uh, hydropower project that started up, a Chinese-owned project started up in, in Kachin State. So she's one of many people mobilizing against this. But it's not like, it's not like these, um, these mobilizations just occur out of nowhere. It comes from the hard work of individuals working together and, and, and really uh, sacrificing a lot to get these kind of movements going. So I think it's really illustrative for for that kind of uh, when we when we when we study social action or, or social movements, we're kind of looking at the movements as as an in, as a as a body in itself. But really, what drives them is all these uh, individuals, and they also come from somewhere. They also are inspired by by uh, other people's in their life or or things that happened in their childhood. And understanding these kind of processes has been very enriching. Hmm. So I'm coming to my last question here. And uh, Kukul, I'll have you answer it first. Um, who do you hope will watch this animation, whether that's uh, locally or internationally? But who would you like to see this and, and learn about this story? For me, is I'm... I want to. Uh, I hope to watch all all the people from here, from Myanmar first. <laughs> you know, mm. there's a lot of uh, they cut. They have a cut session, so uh, a lot of people they don't know about the ethnic groups and they, they really don't know about this thing. You know, uh, when I when I met with her and I heard her story, I keep telling that to my friends and. And everybody, like my family and everything, they are like, oh, wow, it happened here. Yeah, it happened here. They don't know, you know. The military mm. government is, they carried off everything. So they, uh, that's why, that's why, that's why there's a lot of conflict is happening all the time, I think. I really hope to watch uh, all the people that they, I hope, I hope they will be interested in that kind of topic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, eager about getting the Burmese version launched as well because I think there's uh, in the media or in the discussions in Myanmar, there's you know the war and peace process. It becomes a bit abstract things. It's a little bit alienated to people because they don't really, you know, it's it's nothing that most people don't see it where they live. They just hear about it, but but this way of of, of communicating a story which is really about you know, uh, it's about, about conflict, but also like how how people live with these conflict, conflicts and how they counter um, the, the horrible things that happen. Um, so to get that kind of visualized in an animation, it's it's very very powerful. And I think, hopefully, I think uh, the the way to do this with an animation is going to make a huge difference in 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 how people really understand uh, their country. And beyond that, I hope that a lot of people internationally also watch the 
the English version because I think there's always this, you know, Myanmar is a, a country far away from any, uh, they hear about all these horrible things and it really, you know, as I said, there's never any good news from Myanmar. But, but to understand a little bit more from the ground what's going on, it's, uh, it's important. And I think it will speak very well to the other animations that will come from this project, from Syria, from Somalia, which also project some of the same processes and same, you know, individual initiative that drives movements. Hmm. Well, thank you both so much for talking with me. Uh, I really hope that everyone who listens to this will go and watch the animation and I'll have some links to that in the description. Um, but yeah, thank you both. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about your research later, Marta. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing more illustrations from you, Kukul. Thank you. Hey, Ella. Thank you. Thanks for picking Prio's Peace in a Pod. If you want to see the animation, Fighting for Land, Dreaming of Peace, you can visit positivenegatives.org slash story slash transform slash Myanmar. Or visit Prio's website and the Transform page at prio.org slash transform. When we first recorded this episode, the Burmese language version of the animation was not yet out. It's now available. To see more of Kukul's work, go to behance.net slash kukul. That's K-U-E-C-O-O-L. This podcast is a production of the Peace Research Institute Oslo, Prio, located in Norway. For more information, visit prio.org. Editing, recording, and hosting by me, Indigo Trickhauger. Music by Martin Nunnemull.